Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone out there on In the Marbles Nation. I'm Matt Beamer, and Preston Lude is not here with us. He's continuing to deal with family issues and stuff we wish him the best of luck hope he returns soon but we got a special co-host here on the show once again very consistent we should start calling you mr consistent charlie Herkis is here charlie how's it going man uh it's going going pretty good so how's everything up there in your world man you know we, we stayed up till i think one o'clock last night playing racing games play, doing sim racing and now you're at the level in I racing where you can spot for me and I can spot for you and we can race the same series and stuff and we've had a very interesting night. Yeah, yeah, we did. We both had pretty eventful races there. Well, um, and that was your first ever C class race. And what C class is is essentially the truck series for I racing. Correct. And Charlie, that was his first time doing it, and I, I got to hear your first impressions of the C class series. I thought it got off to a good start. I got a little bit loose. Uh, got out of the throttle. They they didn't get checked up behind me there. So, and then not only that, another guy retaliated again and just didn't help our didn't help our night. You pretty much when you race, I've noticed this. You have a bullseye on the back of your vehicle. I, I really do. That says there me. was a there was a there was a street stock race that you spotted for me. I, I do know this. Yeah, this dude. I had nothing to do with any of it, and he just 
there's my guy. That's the one I'm going to hit. And, sure enough, he hit me. And I think I've warned you before that. I said, stay away from this guy. He's coming after you. I know it. He's just going to come I, after I, you. I, I, yeah, I was wide open. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you were going after it, man. It was great. But hey. But we're glad that you're here, and and you spotted for me, too. And I must say, you did this fantastic job spotting. I didn't even have to look in the rearview mirror, I feel like, half the time. And then on the final lap, we, we, we ran through some issues, too. I did, getting damaged and stuff. But we were fighting for a good top ten, maybe a top five. And then on the final lap, somebody hit me. And if I swear I wasn't 90 degrees looking in the infield and somehow corrected it, don't worry, I saved a replay for those of you who don't believe me. I will post that later it's like i don't know how i did it but i did it no you you did a good job on that one (laughs) that was a lot of fun i hope to do that more maybe even twitch stream it maybe get some followers there on twitch but we're glad you're here first thing first thing first we're going to talk about this is what you think and what if you don't know if you're new to the show and you don't know what your think is what you think is a segment where usually pressing and i but co-hosts of the show just like in this case charlie talk about Issues that we saw over the past weekend of racing, whether it be Formula One, Indy, NASCAR. And I'm going to start off with you, Charlie, since you're the co-host, or a special co-host, I should say. What do you think about the Pocono doubleheader? Do you think it's good for NASCAR, being it's that the fans were back and enjoyed pretty much essentially four races in two days? Or do you think it's was good, but we don't need to do it anymore? What are your thoughts on it? We'll just hear your thoughts no, on it. Um, I like it. I think Pocono being the unique track that it already is, uh, I, I think that that's the right track to do a doubleheader on. However, I've never been a big fan of the low horsepower, high downforce package. I feel like it's pretty much you're taking a Talladega Daytona car to every track. You're running wide open all the way around it. You can get to somebody, but you just can't make the pass. You know, if we're going to do a doubleheader and we have two packages the way we do, run the low horsepower, high downforce package one day and then run the high horsepower, low downforce package the next day. Don't run you know, both of them the same days because you obviously can't go to the backup car the same day anyway. So you really, you essentially don't have a backup car. Your backup car would be the car that you would race the next day anyway. So with that being said, they didn't practice. They didn't qualify. So why not bring two separate cars, one for one package, one for the other, which I know what they were saying. You know, they wanted them to have to run both cars the same day. Uh, I get that. But, you know, I, I would think just to change things up, don't run the same package each day. Run run two different packages. You know, I never, ever thought of that. I never, ever thought, like, run both packages on the – or did the both different packages on the same weekend if you're doing a he- double header like you are at Pocono – but I did hear something very interesting on another racing podcast. It was actually Matt Benedetto's podcast, not another racing podcast. That's the name of it. I would suggest listening to it. He does a great job. He's just there just talking about racing. It's great. But what was great about that was I heard something, and I kind of knew it was true. But you know it's one of those things where you think something, but until you hear somebody else say it, you don't really go, oh, okay. And that was the kind of the case with this. He said... And I think it was his co-host, Ryan. I forget his last name. I think it might have been Ryan Vargas, but I can't be too sure about that. They race in the Xfinity Series of more horsepower than they do the Cup Series, which seems counterintuitive to what you would think. You would think, you know, you are. Yeah, when they run that package that they ran this past weekend, 
they do the Xfinity series, and I, I dare to say the truck series is running more horsepower as well. Well, do you think that? I mean, we we keep coming back to this low horsepower, high downforce package. And we keep thinking about it, thinking it would have been closer racing, or NASCAR thought it would have been closer racing. We keep circling the wagons on this. Do you think this will be done with come the introduction of the Gen 7 car? I hope so. Um, I I really do. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we, you know, we and race fans in general have probably hoped NASCAR would have done away with or have gotten better on the past few years, and that hadn't happened yet. Uh, You know, you would hope, but at the same time, We'll, we'll see next year, I guess. I just, I, I get it. They want, you know, they want it to bunch up, but to try to make racing more exciting. I, I think the only way you're going to do that, look, the, the third stage, with the third stage, with an exception of a few races, the third stage has become a, a boring stage. Yeah. The first two are pretty good because they're shorter. I'm all for your first stage needs to be the longest stage of the race. And, and your second one needs to be Your second one needs to be slightly shorter, and then your third one needs to be the shortest stage of the race. And I, I just feel that that's that way. You can't just uh, and not that some of these guys are laying back anyway, but you can't afford to lay back. I mean, maybe you can afford to lay back the first stage, but then your second stage is shorter. Some of the, these cars are hard to pass in as it is. Yeah. So, you know, if you do lay back the first stage, do you really have the car to get up there in the second stage in order to start the third stage up front for that very, very short run? Uh, Then we don't have to see the fuel strategy like we did at Pocono. I'm not a big fan of the fuel strategy. It just, I mean, it does make it interesting. Oh, is he going to make it? You know, whatever. But at the same time, it's it's not racing. Well, I, I like the fuel races. I like the fuel strategy. Can they stretch it there? And who's got who's saving the most? And Kyle Busch, man, you can't you can't take it away from him this weekend. Had a finished second in the first race on Saturday, and then winning the second race on Sunday. Did an outstanding job. Not only that, he was stuck in fourth gear most of the day on Sunday as well. He was just awesome to watch. I think um, maybe the dominance of Hendrick is might be threatened by one Kyle Busch and Joe Gibbs racing. But I like the fuel mileage race. I think a lot of people appreciated that coming back. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a fuel mileage race. And, and I think if you want to play the fuel mileage game, then let's put your first stage, especially on places like Pocono, where they where they stretch it out your your larger races like that. Put your put your long stage at the very beginning. So, and I think it may come into fuel races anyway when people go to shorter stage at the end because they're going to chance it. They're going to stay out. Hey, we got track position. These cars are hard to pass in. Let's take track position over pitting. So just thoughts. No, no. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole point of this segment, what you think, because we all have our different opinions about it. I I personally think the doubleheader of Pocono, we were supposed to go. However, that just didn't work out. Pocono had some last-minute good changes. They had the capacity lifted due to COVID with by the governor. It just didn't work out for us. We'll be there in 2022. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to Pocono since 2016 when Kurt Busch won. But it was such a fun weekend of racing and all four races being in there. A lot of good action throughout. Really can't complain about the weekend. I I thought, you know, I think for the most part, people want to see more closer racing. But for the... I think for the storylines that organically came up, especially with the Kyle Larson on the final lap, final turn, that's such a bummer for Kyle. 
and I was hoping to see history there, and it just didn't work out. And then Kyle Bush stretching it on fuel in fourth gear, doing a great job organically. Those storylines were there all week, and it was a great weekend of racing. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know everybody that was there probably the most bang for their buck that they could possibly get as far as racing. Yeah, the stands were full. So, I mean, I, I haven't I mean, seen stands full like that for an Xfinity race in a long time, for a truck race in a long time. And why not go there and watch the race before the cup race? It was a great week, and I, I applaud Pocono so much for that because they, they've really put on a good show up there. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a good historical racetrack, been around for 50 years. And like I said, I can't wait till we head up there next year. It's, it's yeah, just, I mean, even if they don't do a doubleheader there, I, I feel like they should do a doubleheader weekend at a track every year. But if they're going to do these double packages, mm-hmm. these two different packages, the weekend should have one car, one package one day, the other package the next. Yeah, I, I see that. But I don't uh, think that's uh, – and I think that's going to be a move point come next year in the Gen 7 car. Next year, yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting, though. But you have anything for what you think? I mentioned something to you earlier about Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about Jimmy Johnson? I like Jimmy in the Le Mans series more than I do IndyCar. Here's my take on Jimmy I, Johnson. I know, I know it's his first year, and it's a drastic change from a stock car to an IndyCar. I just think it fits his wheelhouse a lot more in the Le Mans and in a in prototype car that he's been in, like he was in at Watkins Glen this past weekend, right? than uh, running IndyCar, which he's getting his feet wet. He may get better. But he's not getting any younger either. <laughs> yeah, and, and which was, neither was Helio Castroneves and four-time Indy you know, 500 winner. But yeah, man, I, I mean, here's my take on Jimmy Johnson. When in, and I'm going to piggyback off of what you said there about not being any younger because that's where I was going to go with at first. When he joined the Cup Series full time in 2002 and out of the gate winning the 2002 Daytona 500 pole. I mean, what he was in his mid 20s, early 20s, and now he's in his mid 40s. He's no spring chicken, but and he's accomplished so much in NASCAR. Seven-time champion, multiple Daytona 500s, multiple Brickyard 400s, crown jewels all around. Guy has nothing else to prove as far as stock car. None at all. Retires last year, which is an unfortunate thing because he didn't get to send off like, you, you, you know, you see drivers to get send offs like Tony Stewart or Jeff Gordon or Dale Jr. because of COVID. You just didn't get to see that. However, him going to IndyCar, a lot of eyes were on him switching over to IndyCar because, man, if he did so well in a stock car, not for the past few years, ironically enough, after that crash in Pocono where he had brake failure, he just wasn't there anymore. He'll bring a lot of eyes to IndyCar with him. And he has. And I've watched IndyCar really just because of Jimmy Johnson. And I wanted to see him run an IndyCar. But, man, I mean, what, what more can we expect from this guy? Did, was anybody out there expecting him to run out of the gate, sit on the pole, and win his first race? Or, sure. Nah, no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I think the guy is doing this more so as a hobby, just to keep busy, maybe earn a few extra dollars or something before he officially retires. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him next year come into this into the Fox Sports booth, I think he'd be a good commentator for the sport with his wealth of knowledge. I think maybe he has, I don't know what he's got going on, but, you know, I enjoy watching him race regardless of what he's in because I've grown up watching him race, you know, just NASCAR. I wish he would do better, but, you know, you make a good point. It's They're half the weight and tires are twice as wide as far as the famous quote from Days of Thunder. You know, we couldn't expect him to run out of the gate. Big, big adjustment. 
Yeah, big adjustment. I mean, and you know, all he's running throw courses too, so he's not running any ovals. Yeah, and there's talk next year of him running the 2022 Indianapolis 500. And I think maybe after that race, what what more does Jimmy Johnson have to prove in the racing community? He has nothing yeah. to prove to, I think, any NASCAR fan. But in, in IndyCar, his reputation precedes him, and he comes in, and it's just, hey, you know, this is how we're going to run. I'm just going to go for it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, what are they going to do, fire him? I don't know. Yeah. I think Chip Ganassi's got to win there with him, bringing in sponsorship money and eyes on Chip Ganassi and Jimmy Johnson T-shirts for IndyCar. But I, I think Jimmy, I, he's running as well as I expected him to do in the IndyCar. But what about you? Why why do you bring it up? I know you talked no, about. No, I was Insta. just thinking. I, I feel he runs better in the Le Mans series. You know, I, I guess I could see him running full time full time in the Le Mans. Maybe you know. I mean, shoot. I mean, there's going to be a point where he um, probably wants to spend time with his wife. His kids aren't getting any younger; they're growing up. You know, I mean, what, at what point does racing do you hang up the helmet? Well, let me ask you this, Charlie. Since you're you're a Saturday night racer, short track racer, what time, at what point do you feel it's right for a driver to hang up to their their helmet, or do drivers hang up their helmets? I, I don't know. I really can't answer that one yet. So Emma hadn't started, and honestly, me and my dad both had gotten out of it whenever he died. But even when I was racing, he was still racing. So he had never he had never quit. The whole time I was, I had, I had started as well. So uh, we were both racing. Yeah, and you know, I mean, dude, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. I'm not a driver. I know Caroline always says, "Yeah, you do well out there. You could go for it." It's like I don't have the money, nor do I have the connections to get out there on the track. The best I'm going to do is i racing. I think it's just like any other bug. Like if you got a boat, you know, you're going to want to be a boater the rest of your life. If you're a skydiver, you're going to want to do that as long as you can. Mm-hmm. You you put any activity in, and racing is just one of those things. And I think Jimmy Johnson's an all-around racer. Started on motorcycles, off-road motorcycles, motocross, and went off-road trucks and then made his way into NASCAR, and now he's in Indy. I just don't know about Jimmy Johnson. Um, I'm not talking bad about the guy, but what, I'm, what I am going to say is he doesn't have to prove anything. I think this is just a kind of a, let me see, well, let me figure out what I'm going to do, and while I do that, I'm going to do IndyCar. Yeah. That's it. I, I think Connor Daly, when we had him on the show, he stated, give him a half a season and see how he does, and I think we're almost to that halfway point of the IndyCar season, and he just hasn't done well. I mean, that's no hit on Jimmy. That's just facts. No, I got you. But, but uh, anything else for no, what you I, think? I reckon that's, think that's about it. For, well, well, I wish you were having a cold brewski with me, man. Yeah, I know. feel a little left out on that part. Just sitting here rambling, heading into this weekend's events, Charlie. We're going to start off with you because you've raced this weekend in the Cup Light Series in South Alabama Speedway. It was a great race, man. Uh, that's probably one of the best races I've ever seen as far as Cup Light Series go. And why, why don't you walk us through that? You started up towards the front, and the, and the race, as it progressed, you it was an accordion. You went to the front. You went to the back. You went to the front. You went to the back. And it was just like that. It was a crazy race. The, the regular contenders up there, I don't know who the three car is. What's the three car's name? Do you know it? Uh, Adam. Dominates those races. Him and the four car, I guess, are teammates, and they just, they're, they're always up front. Well, he had a bad day there. He just couldn't get anything right. Really, the big story, I think, really, with you was whoever drives the 94 car. I mean, he's good, but I know a few episodes ago we were talking about him, and he's a dirty racer. What's his name? Jason. Jason. 
man, he's good. But I remember a few races ago, you got into he got into you. He spun you out. Yep. And he spun the three car out, according to you, and caused him to flip. That was that race. When I was watching the race with Caroline, I said, you need I, if I were Charlie, I would even say protest that guy because he's got something going on because he was gone. He was pretty well gone this race again, too. So um, they tore a bunch of stuff down after not this race, but the race before as far as clutches, stuff like that. But everything was good there. We made some small changes. Got a little quicker on corner eggs that I guess, but we still just don't have the speed down the straightaway that we, we hope we need or that we really need. But like you said, yeah, it was an accordion. I think there was nine or ten of us that started, started six, uh, jumped up to third, I think. Then we ran the second place car down, which was the four car, uh, got by him, was running second. Then we started having some, I don't know if it was a belt slipping or what it was, but started losing some power, started falling back, people passed me, and then the car got under us there, and we got caught up in a little accident. Yeah, you so, got to tell me about that, because it was your teammate, it was a 28 car, kind of a throwback to Davey Allison when he raced for Robert Yates, and man, he hit that inside wall Oh yeah, hard. man, man he licked it. You know, of course you think, you're, you were involved in it, so I saw you move away, so it's like, okay, you're fine. But him, it took him a while to get out of the car. But he was a little sore the next day. But he's your teammate, right? What's his name? He is. He is. Matthew. Oh, okay. Easy name to remember. So when Matthew, I mean, he got under you and it looked like he washed up the track a little and just got into you. Just one of those things, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did it intentionally, especially to a teammate. No. But man, I mean, that didn't really ruin your race. You finished third. Congratulations on that. You're very consistent, man. At least you're finishing on the podium. That's all that matters here, especially with the regular points format. But talking about Matthew's crash, he hit the inside wall, and, you know, I'm glad he's okay. That being a team car, do you help fix that car, or how does that work with a small team like that? We actually unloaded it yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, we got everything unloaded. Uh, Went ahead and started to tear down, got the front end off of it, got all the suspension off of it. It definitely did some damage. So all the left front suspension's gone. Uh, it got all the radiator. It got all of that. It was definitely a harder lick than what I thought it was. It, it tore some stuff up for sure. Yeah, so, I'm just glad. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, other than other than like the, the front, the suspension, we'll have we can have that fixed in you know hour, couple hours or so. But we'll get over there tomorrow night or something like that once I get home and get going on it. While we got it apart, I'm gonna try a couple things up front anyway. Some modification, see what we can do. So maybe get some more weight towards the front of the car, help corner speed, help turning, all that kind of stuff. So those cars are a little light on the front end. Just a few little this gives us an opportunity to actually try a couple things. So I want to kind of fabricate some stuff. So he works on mine with me. I work on his with him. That's just how it is. So but yeah, I, I, you know, I had issues. He had every right to get under me. I was slower, but I mean, he even said himself he got in there too hard, washed up the track, and uh, got into me. Luckily, it didn't cause me any uh, major damage or nothing like that. And I wound up salvaging third place finish out of everything. So no, it was a good race week. It was a good race for you. It was it was again a lot of fun. One of the best races I've seen as far as Jason, man. Um. Got to figure out that guy's man. That guy yeah, was that I, guy was on a rail. He he passed you, and I think it was the four car who's usually the dominator of the field. You were catching the four car, 
And when he passed you and the four car on the outside like that, I was just like, what the heck? Like, you guys were going 10 horsepower less than he was. It was crazy how yeah. fast that guy was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Figure something out. Yeah. So, and I, I think, know I'm on, I'm on tires that I've ran all year. I'm going to put a new set on before the next race. So, you know, new tires make a world of difference. So, right. we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Best of luck there. But congratulations on the third place finish. Now we're yeah, going to get to uh, Formula One, Austria, the Austrian Grand Prix. Did you by any chance catch that? I did. Man, I, I sure did. I, I tell you what, man, it is such a fun season starting off here in Formula One. Now, if, you, you're, if you're an avid listener to this show, you will know that I'm the NASCAR guy and Preston is the Formula One guy for good reason because yep. usually it's a Lewis Hamilton show. This year, however, it is not the Lewis Hamilton show it, is, it sure started off that way. It started off that. It started off that way, but in the last few races, people have been finding, I believe, chinks in the, within the armor, or Mercedes is starting to self destruct from within because they're not. Ha- they're getting podium finishes, both has or more so Hamilton is, but Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, and I should just say Red Bull in general are taking it to them, leading in the. Constructors Championship and leading in the Drivers Championship as well with Max Verstappen. Verstappen has just been awesome. I mean, he had that little tire issue in the Azerbaijan Grand Prix there in Baku, but since then he's won the last two races. I should say the last three out of the four races being Monaco, but it's been finishing on the podium except for that one race in Baku, man, and I, I think, you know, with the driver's standings as of right now, Verstappen's leading Hamilton by 18 points, and it's I think, man, if this keeps up, it's going to come right down to the last race of the season, which is exactly what you want to see. You don't want to see anybody lock up the race with or the championship with three, four races to go. Then it's, there's yeah, no how, point in how watching. How's their points? Like, how big is their point spread between first and second and stuff like that? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If Preston were here, he'd be able to spit out these stats 100%, but I... I have to use the magic of Google here to tell you. So the current points formats are awarded by the first ten, the top 10 finishers. So you got first through 10 getting points. The winner gets 25 points, 18 for second, 15 for third, then 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2, and 1 point for 10th place. But then if you finish within the points and you run the fastest lap, you get a bonus point. So you have a max points award payout of 25 or 26 if you were to win the race and have the fastest lap. Now, last weekend at Austria, Lewis Hamilton got the fastest lap, so he got 19 points for that, which makes it interesting. I like the way they do that now. But that's the points payout here. And I know we talk about this, and I really don't want to go on this hill again and talk about it. But, you know, I I think with this, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of showing that – Mercedes isn't untouchable, and this season is kind of Red Bulls to kind of let slip away here because both Perez and Verstappen are doing very well. 
Red Bull in general and Mercedes is struggling. Maybe, possibly, once Mercedes actually got beat, they're like, you know, maybe they started to go in panic mode a little bit. Like, oh, man, where, you know, what did we do? You know, we've been being untouchable. What happened? A little pressure got put on them and somebody buckled. Do you think that, I mean, because it really started in the Baku Grand Prix, where at the after the restart, they red flagged the race and they did a standing start, which Bravo, Formula One, I like that. I think they should do that after every safety car, but that's neither here or there. And Hamilton overshot turn one and just pretty much lost it. He was just gone. It really, it was a scrub of points because Verstappen just wrecked causing that red flag. But Hamilton did that, and after that, it's just been downhill for Mercedes. Now, as a driver yourself and member of a team, once that hits you, as far as the bad luck and like just and nothing's clicking, man. How does one for one get out of that funk, and two, how do how do you mentally process that and say, look, we're we're fine. We've done this and this. We've accomplished so much. Or do past accomplishments really matter at that point, or is it just a season? Man, I I don't know. I I would almost say it, it's just a season because you look at me last year. Man, I fell out of more races last year than I have pretty much my whole racing career. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a race I didn't show up that I didn't have issues. And I thought for sure this year was going to start off just like that because we showed up to the opening race of the season and had one bolt break off at the wrong spot and loaded my car up. And I wound up getting in somebody else's car to run the opening race of the season. All All you can really do is go home. Prepare for the next race. You can talk about it all day long, but there ain't nothing you can go back to do about it. You know, if it was a, a, a driver mistake that you made, but like with me, everything last year was parts failure or mechanical issue. It was something like that. And yet, although it sucks and yeah, it's going to kill your morale, what can you do? All you can do is go home, fix it, and show back up for the next race and hope it don't happen again. I mean, with, with Hamilton and them, that's that's really all they can do. Now, if this is self-inflicted wounds and they keep making the same errors, then it's only going to get worse. Okay. So, so. I mean, because I, I really think that Red Bull's got it going on. They haven't won a world championship since Sebastian Vettel a number of years ago. But I tell you, man, it, it, it's just one of those things where I feel like it's still a lot of racing to go in this season. Hamilton is 18 points behind First step and have first step and have a bad day and Hamilton finish second and they're tied or even win, and Hamilton's got the points lead again. They're they're doing Austria again in the Red Bull ring, so that's going to be on July fourth for us. It's going to be a lot of you know same track. I think you're going to see the same people up there again. But then after that, you got Great Britain and the Lewis Hamilton's home turf right there. I think he's going to be very motivated to if if that's the case and you know if he goes into that place and doesn't perform the way that mercedes can perform that may be nailing the coffin well i I think so too i think we talk about jimmy johnson the way we should be talking about lewis hamilton really what else does that guy have yet to prove in formula one besides hitting that magical 100 win mark which we thought we he would have been done by this point of the season but he's not and I think Lewis Hamilton might be on the way out. I don't know. I mean, you said it here when you were on the show when you swung by that. It's like, why why stop the momentum? Keep going. You're on a great team, great everything. 
But now I think the team's starting to struggle because everybody else is catching. And once you're at the top, there's nowhere to go but down. And the higher you are, the further down, the, first, to, yeah. the faster the higher you are, the further you have to fall. Yeah. Teams like McLaren are doing great, whereas Mercedes is just struggling. But I think I think we'll have to wait and see. We still have a number of races. I mean, we just finished race number I mean, eight, and then we have up to race twenty three to go. So we still have a quite a ways to go this year. You look, you can look at it from another side of it too, though. You know, is it Mercedes struggling, or is it just everybody else catching up? I think everybody else is just catching up. I really so, do. I, I I don't think Mercedes. But is that plays that plays just a big. Just as big of mind games with Mercedes than anybody, I did anything else. So, I, I mean, you, you know, like, well, what are we doing wrong? Well, you, that's the thing. You're not doing anything wrong. It's just that everybody else is starting to do things right. Right. I, I, I really do think that because Mercedes is a great organization, a class A organization. I dog them all the time because they're so good. But man, you can't take it away from them. I think they're still going to be. In the championship hunt, maybe not Botas, but maybe Hamilton. But I, I think we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, we just finished race eight. We got to race twenty three. It's a lot of racing to go. That's what fifteen more races to go. That's a long way to go, all the way through December. And yeah, I, through December twelfth. So we talk about NASCAR being a long season. They're going to be race, racing well after NASCAR is done. I think you're right. I think you said it better than anybody else could have said it. I think everybody's just catching up. And not to say Mercedes isn't putting their best foot forward, not putting their best foot forward, but I think they're being caught up here. That next race in Austria is going to be July 4th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So happy Independence Day. Watch the race right there. Let's move on to NASCAR. We hit it on the, we hit it on the top of the show on what you think. Pocono doubleheader overall scale from 1 to 10. How would you rate the weekend as a whole? I'd say as a whole, seven or eight. A lot of racing. A lot of decent racing, whether it be up front, middle of the pack, you know, something like that. You know, first weekend, you can't just go out there and say, well, this is, you know, you can't expect them to make it the best thing ever. They know what they can change on and improve on now if they want to do this next year. But next year's going to be a whole different thing as well with the next-gen car and, you know, we don't know exactly what we're getting as far as packages. Uh, if we are running multiple packages, I would like to see multiple packages on a on a doubleheader weekend. So yeah, and I, and I like that. I, I I'm I'm right up here with you. Seven or eight. John Hunter Nemechek winning, Austin Cindric winning, then Alex Bowman and Kyle Busch winning. I mean, all the way up to the first, the last lap of the first Cup race, it was. You know, we thought Kyle Larson was going to win. Again, I mean, Kyle Larson is just dominating. And that left front tire, I don't know if you saw it, and I didn't share it, but there was this um, video going around Twitter and Instagram and everywhere where they were, they played the, you remember the scene from Cars where Lightning McQueen blew a tire on the final lap, and, you know, it's like, you know, checkered flag here, right? And then he blows a tire. It's like they overdubbed it. He's like, oh, he blows a tire. It was great, man. Bravo, kudos to NASCAR for thinking of that, but... Good all-around racing. I was glad to see. I'm glad to have seen not one driver, i.e. Kyle Larson, dominate the entire weekend. I'm glad to have seen fuel mileage. I'm glad to have seen, you know, with the shorter races, it wasn't fuel mileage. It was tire issues. And with the longer race, it wasn't tires. It was fuel, which you think it would have been flip-flopped, but it wasn't. 
But overall, I'm mean, with you. I think if we were there enjoying the whole weekend there and with everybody up there in Pennsylvania who showed up to the track, I think it would have been a nine or ten. Maybe, yeah. but next year we'll we'll definitely be up there. Looking forward to this weekend's action for the Xfinity and Cup Series from Road America. The Xfinity Series will be Saturday, July third at two thirty Eastern Standard Time on NBC, and July fourth at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC for the Cup Race. That's going to be Road America. Quick expectations on that, Charlie. This is the first time the Cup Series is going to be racing Road America. I'm not a big fan of road courses in the Cup Series or in NASCAR in general. Maybe two or three, but that's about it. But what are you, what are you looking forward to? What are your kind of expectations for this coming weekend? Probably be a pretty exciting race. I think the road course has just been more of the exciting races uh, this year, to be honest with you. Produced a lot better racing than a lot of your a lot of your ovals have, in my opinion. Just it changes things up. I think it's going to give an opportunity for, yeah, Christopher Bell is in a Gibbs car, but he won the Daytona road course. Uh, surprise, honestly, in my opinion, a surprise win. Whether he's in a Gibbs car or not, we may have another surprise winner this weekend. Yeah, the Cup Series hadn't ran Road America, I don't think. If it has, it's been a while. But there are a lot of guys in the Cup Series that have run uh, Xfinity Series races there. And I'm sure you'll see quite a few of them run up Saturday just to get laps in before Sunday. So with that being said, I think it'll be a pretty good race. You know, used to, it's funny now because used to – a lot of the teams, especially the lower budget teams, brung in or you know used to bring in road course experts to drive the cars on road courses. You don't see that now, not even from lower budget teams. I mean, these guys have stepped their games up running road courses and have gotten pretty good at it. You know, take Chase Elliott for example. I would have never thought he'd gotten this good this quick on road courses. Not just Chase Elliott, but Kyle Larson as well, coming here yeah. dom- just dominating Sonoma. First road course of the year was run by. Christopher Bell, and that was um, that was fun. And then Coda, of course, Chase Elliott, and then Sonoma, Kyle Larson. I think, uh, and honestly, if it wouldn't have been rain-shortened at, at Coda. It might have been a Kyle Larson show, too. Yeah, Larson was coming for him. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I've, I've said this before. You know, I did it with Coda. You know, tried to judge it before one wheel was turned on the track and one lap was turned. Try to anticipate what it's going to be like and you can't do that i i think with coda was just a unfortunate circumstances with the weather and everything but then you have road america which the xfinity race always has it puts on a good show there always puts on a good mm-hmm. show there i expect no different from cup but we'll have to wait and see i think this weekend you know being independence day weekend is going to be you know if i'm not if you're not barbecuing or anything listen to it on mrn they call good races on mrn you know i'd be interested to see what's that is you know indycar runs both road courses and circle track mm-hmm. let f1 get on a circle track i don't think they're designed to get on a circle track man i don't think formula one cars are designed to just turn left either way well, I, I, it was just something that crossed my mind for a second well i, I thought you this is where you were going to go at instead of next last instead of having a double header with just Cup and two cup races. I want to see, especially now that Roger Penske owns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and IndyCar racing itself. I wouldn't mind seeing a doubleheader IndyCar versus and NASCAR. Same track, 
probably dare say oh, run run Indy five hundred and the Brickyard same weekend. But I, instead of the instead of them running the oval track, well, yeah, even that I I'd say that fill the stands if you put NASCAR and IndyCar on the same weekend at the same track. Two two I, iconic I, races. I really think that would fill the seats, man. That would be the golden ticket. Bring, it, bring a variety of people in for sure, I mean, man. You, you, but then you'd have to your NASCAR heavy people who are just like, yeah, NASCAR. I'm only here because NASCAR is here, and I got it. And it was a doubleheader for the Indy 500. But they would enjoy the IndyCar race, I guarantee you. Oh, I've been to an IndyCar race. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was it was amazing watching those cars run around Pocono. It was great. But even out of Pocono, have a weekend where NASCAR and IndyCar are racing the same weekend. And I think you got a lot of crossover there and the potential for, you know, you get a stock car driver. Let's just pull one out of the air. Kyle Larson sitting down with a driver like Connor Daly and then comparing and contrasting them, maybe having some drivers race both races. I think that'd be great for both sports. I'm surprised you know, that hasn't been done before. Have a have a merger of series running the same yeah, weekend. Have a there. merger of series. I think I think that's a missed opportunity there. And I'll, if I was Roger Pinsky or Jim France, I'd be reaching out to the other one saying, "Hey, let's make this happen." I think we can, yeah. you know, increase our revenue value by millions, millions, especially now with that NBC has at the helm. You know, why not have both? Since NBC runs both IndyCar and NASCAR right now, why not? I think that's that's a missed yeah. opportunity. Do you have anything else before we head into our final thoughts? Uh, no, no. But I think that's a good one to end on before we yeah. get into final thoughts, sir. I do, too. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to take a moment to remind everybody out there and in the Marble Station about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at In the Marbles are the voice of racing. If you head over to inthemarbles.net under the Partners tab, there you will find a link to Fanatics, and it'll take you right to their NASCAR store, where you can find all your favorite drivers' hats, t-shirts, diecast, and more. But you don't have to just stop there. I buy all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear there, and Preston buys all his South Carolina Gamecock gear there as well. All purchases help out the Unhinged Sports Network, bring you the best sports coverage 24-7 at unhingedsn.com. Make sure to head over to the Unhinged Sports Network to listen to your favorite shows, not just in the marbles, but all your sports podcast needs, such as football, basketball, hockey, and yes, racing. That's unhingedsn.com. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. All right. Wrapping up today's show. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning it on social media. Just want to give everybody a heads up. Changers are coming to the show. Hopefully positive changes. I talked to him about Charlie, so he's well aware of it. We're in the works of unveiling, let's say, the new show. Or not the new show, but the the, the new formats and everything. We're, we're redoing everything. Needless to say, you don't want to miss next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Charlie, thanks again for being here. And we got to talk about In the Marble 2.0 standings. In the Marble 2.0 is our, for those who don't know, our... Fantasy NASCAR fantasy that we do for a hundred dollar Amazon gift card at the end of the year. Being this weekend was a doubleheader, I hope everybody realized that and did both races because I know Charlie and I were talking about it through one race because I was leading and then all of a sudden I wasn't. It's just the way it goes. 
But here's how yeah. this, here's how the breakdown goes. Uh, Matt Camper still in the lead with three thousand six hundred thirty-three points. SMR R and D is in second. S Blades third. Smoking Woody fourth. SMR Operations fifth. I'm sixth, and you're seventh. We're in a tight battle right there, but I'm leading you by over one hundred and fifty points. So catch up, buddy. Or I should say one hundred and twenty points. So I missed the whole race. I missed a. Daytona. You missed Daytona, but you're still running respectively. Unhinged Racing is in eighth, and Summers Racing is in ninth, and that's your in the Marble 2.0 standings. I'm surprised we have nine people racing for a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. And our driver of the week this week in NASCAR, and I'm surprised we haven't done this driver yet. Very popular. I remember him mainly from the Xfinity series. He ran it. He had a short stint there in the Cup series there. Really remember him in the truck in the Cup Series or in the Xfinity Series in the Nest Quick Car, not Jeff Green, Scott Riggs, and, I, and that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. But he was born in Bahama, North Carolina, on January first, nineteen seventy one. His awards are the two thousand two NASCAR Bush Series Rookie of the Year, the NASCAR Bush Series Most Popular Driver in two thousand three. Cup Series goes like this. 208 races over 10 years. First race was the 2004 Daytona 500, and his last race was 2013 New Hampshire race. No wins, 16 top 10s, and three pulls. Not really the best career whatsoever. He just kind of disappeared there after the 2013 season. Xfinity Series ran a little better. Best points finish of six in 2003. 115 races over nine years. First race coming in the 2002 EAS GNC Live Well 300 at Daytona. Last race at the 2013 Alliance Truck Parts 250 at Michigan. First win is the 2002 Pepsi 300 at Nashville. And his last win coming at the 2003 Trace Atkins Chrome 300 at Nashville. Four wins, 35 top tens, and three poles. His NASCAR Truck Series, 60 races over seven years. With his first race coming in 1999, Power Strokes 200 by Ford at IRP. And his last race, 2014, Dover raced the Lucas Oil 200. First win, the 2001 Auto Parts 250 at Martinsville. Last win coming at the 2001 Sears Craftsman 175 at Cenero. Cicero. Cicero. I've never heard of that track. Where is that? Chicago's Motor Speedway. Interesting. Last it closed in two thousand three. That's unfortunate. I ran cart, Craftsman Truck Series races, and American Speed Association races at a at one point zero two nine miles. Looks like an interesting track, man. Cicero in Chicago, or other known as Chicago Motor Speedway. That's probably took the place of Chicagoland. Anyway, Scott Riggs, your wait five wins, twenty six top tens, and five pulls in the Craftsman Truck Series. And that is your driver of the week, Scott Riggs. Very interesting. I'm maybe I'd like to have him on the show one day, but we'll see. All right, this week in NASCAR, we go back to July fourth, nineteen fifty-eight. Fireball Roberts continues his winning spree by taking the first by taking first place in the two hundred and fifty mile race at Raleigh Speedway. The Daytona Beach driver outran a fifty-five car field in the one mile banked oval. Can you imagine seeing fifty-five cars on the track this day and age? Not on one mile. I think people people are complaining about not having forty three cars on the track anymore, but I I think 
That'd be interesting. I mean, remember remember how close it was at Bristol with 43 cars and single-file restarts? I think that would have been interesting. But there's your This Week in NASCAR, July 4th, 1958, featuring Fireball Roberts. Charlie, can't thank you enough for being on the show again, man. Like I said to everybody, changes are coming to the show. Be on the lookout on social media for those changes and updates for that. And, Charlie, thanks again. Uh, you have anything else before we wrap it up here? No, glad to be on the show again. Uh, anytime you need me, I try my best to hop on. Um, yeah, you know, thanks for filling me in on the changes. And I think I think, I, there I think are, it'll be good. Uh, I think it'll be good changes. I think it'll be more. Will promote I, more. I think it'll be more. I think it'll be more of a podcast based right show with the changes. I mean. People have done stuff like this in the past, and it's worked out for them. Hopefully, it works out for us here. I think yeah. it will. You know, we're, we're firing out a few details here, but I think it's still going to be a lot of fun. But thanks again for being on the show. you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Oh, and I must say, once you upgrade your PC, I think we should start Twitch streaming our iRacing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be plenty of people laugh at me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't worry. They laugh at me, too. They'll laugh at me, too. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be great times, but anything else, man. Thanks again. Really great always having you on, man. like to have you back in the studio here. I think that opportunity may arise here in the next few months. Yeah, next next few months. All right, man. Well, thanks again for being on the show. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. You're going to go head over to endthemarbles.net for links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube especially now that we're updating the show and getting ready for upgrades coming here in the future. For Preston Lude, who's not here, I'm Matt Beamer. Thanks again to Charlie Hercus for being on the show. Stay safe, have a happy Independence Day, and we'll see you guys next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen. If you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.